What is up, everybody? Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, whenever you are tuning in. My name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 11. Welcome 11 back. of Ruthless Talk. All right, guys. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is Thursday. So today is Thursday, man. We are here to talk about AEW Dynamite from last night which was in January 25th, 2023, mm -hmm. last night. So we're going to get all into that segment by segment. You guys know how we do things by now. So, but yeah, man, like I said, I know there's a lot of talks about Royal Rumble. Everybody's excited about the Royal Rumble, but don't worry, guys. We're going to get to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> we got our first yes, uh, our first pay-per-view review this Sunday. Uh, there will not be a SmackDown review since, you know, we are doing the the pay-per-view review the very next day. So we want to save all of our chips into that basket uh, for when that day comes, man. A very yeah, special sure. episode um, of uh, of Ruthless Talk for uh, for Sunday, man. So make sure you guys stay notified, stay tuned. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Our first pay-per-view review on this platform, on this podcast, man. It's going to be <clears throat> going to be a whole lot of fun, man. And we can't wait to, to give you guys uh, that content, man. But anyway, let's get into businessman aew dynamite man so you know obviously this show was uh was very emotional uh mm -hmm. brian to to say the least man obviously there was a big uh tribute um to jay briscoe um of course if you guys remember from last week and his passing and via the car accident and all of that stuff man uh but finally you know this is something that tony khan has been he has stated that he has been trying to do now uh, for the past few weeks, and even for months now, even when he first signed for ROH, is to get the Briscoe brothers mm -hmm. um, onto AEW television, but unfortunately, um, just wasn't able to uh, either just agree to a deal and just get a deal done. But finally, man, uh, finally, the Warner Bros. and Tony Khan and AEW finally made into agreement to have a match, which was Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. That was your main event of the show, guys. Like I said, a very emotional moment. Um, mm -hmm. you know, Jay Lethal was just in tears from start to finish. Yeah, from the moment Everybody it came out. Everybody coming out. Just a very wholesome <clears throat> moment. Um, mm -hmm. definitely honestly one of the most I mean, if you can argue, Brian, the most captivating part of this show because as you guys know, when we covered this show, man, at least for the past several weeks, you know, and especially when we covered uh Monday Night Raw from our last episode, man, just there's just not a whole lot of exciting stuff going on. You know, you mm. have MJF, you know, MJF does his shtick and you have Chris Jericho that does his, does his shtick every now and then. But outside of that, man, there's really not a whole lot of storylines. You know, we talk about this, this show just constantly throwing bangers after bangers in the middle of these shows, but <laughs> you did get a, a, a nice little, little bit of feels right now. And unfortunately it had to come to these types of circumstances to, yeah, for sure in, in this show. But you know, Brian, the one thing I am, disappointed about is the fact that it just it had to come to this when it of getting the briscoe name in general onto aew mm -hmm. television man it's just like you know i said it i said it last week man how just silly it sounds for warner bros to just hold the briscoes just you know for something that they said a decade ago so like a homophobic comment i believe it was on twitter yeah. And just to hold that against them for 10 plus years and not allow them anywhere near their their product and their company. It's just to me, it was just ridiculous. And and I ripped Warner Bros and Tony Khan, for that matter, uh, because of it. Um, and I listen, I do give Tony Tony Khan 
slight credit because <laughs> at least he was able to make this happen. I wish this could have happened last week. Honestly, it, it sucks that it took a week already. And now we're a week into his passing already. And now we're finally, finally getting the Briscoe name on AEW television. It's it's a shame that now it also has to come to the fact that this guy is officially no longer with us for Warner Bros. to say, all right, we're going to throw you a bone. We'll put Mark Briscoe in this match. You can put him whatever top of the hour or main event slot right. you want and 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 go from there you know and it sucks that it just had to come to this you know we always talked about the briscoes you know being the legends of roh that they are and imagine mm -hmm. what they could have been when if they had that global stage they had that opportunity like i spoke about last week and again it's just it's just a shame man now again i don't want to rip tony khan too much because i already did that last week but i'm still <laughs> gonna hold him somewhat accountable because i feel like we should have gotten at least this last week because all we got was what people just you know holding up you know superstars holding up their end of the bargain with putting on the armbands and stuff and you know mm -hmm. doing a little bit of like uh little tributes in the matches and that stuff and we hardly got anything at all from jay briscoe and now it's taken a week more than over a week now to say okay now let's now now you guys you know let let's come to an agreement now the Briscoe name is you know you can we can put it on television now, and and to me Brian this whole situation to me is a mess it's just a shame yes it was a great moment yes it was very emotional and it's it was very well deserved but at the same time man the the I and I said this last week and I'm gonna send this off to you Brian it's just mm -hmm. it's just a shame that it had to come to this for this guy to now no longer be on this earth. <clears throat> to now finally get a some somewhat of now of a recognition on AEW right. television um yeah man it's it's just to me it's just tragic i love the moment it was fine um you know i i i think it was pretty cool to have at least end the show because i mean what else are you going to end the show with anyway i mean are you going to end it with freaking what with darby allen and, and buddy matthews anyway which i'm sure was the plan you know if the if this if this plan to get Mark Briscoe onto the show wasn't going to work out, it's like, okay, well, you know, so at least they, you know, I, I like the fact that they at least ended to the main in, into the main event because there was no other slot. I don't think it should have been in any way, but no, yeah, Brian, no. your, your thoughts, man, about this whole situation, man, with uh, the tribute, what you thought about it. Um, Cause I know you said, you mentioned to me before we got on the air here, you recently just saw it. So yeah, yeah. Man, now that the, you know, the memory's fresh in your mind, man, your thoughts in this whole situation and the tribute as a whole. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I, I can definitely see that standpoint. And um, yeah, it's, you know, with the whole hold up and the with Warner Brothers and getting them on AEW television. Yeah, that's that was a and I guess maybe still is a shitty situation. I don't know if we'll see, you know, Mark on AEW now more or, you know, we'll see where that goes. Um, but after having a week to think about it, you know, it kind of, I don't know, divine intervention, whatever you want to call it, just with it working out where last night was, or yesterday was actually uh, Jay's birthday. Um, so, you know, I, ultimately, yeah, you know, I'll give yeah Tony Khan credit for, for getting him on there and, and Warner Brothers, I guess, for allowing that to happen. Um, I don't think that should have been a, such a big deal here, you know, a, a decade later. Um, exactly. I'll get into the match as you know, once we get there, but, uh, 
the way it wound up working out, you know, the video tribute, the main event with Mark, and it happened to be on his birthday, just kind of, you know, and even going back to, to last week, you know, I can also understand that, you know, so this, you know, I think the accident with Jay happened on a Tuesday and then Wednesday is their show. So, I mean, you know, less than 24 hours later, you know, they had to, you know, I'm sure they already had a show pretty much written. And then what do you do? Scrap it and start all over. So just the way everything turned out, I'm okay with it. Um, I think last night, yeah, the, the match was great. I thought the video tribute was pretty awesome. So all in all for what it is now, I mean, I, all anybody can do really is, is take it for what it is and move forward. Um, but yeah, I, I like the way it worked out last night and, and also quick, quick, uh, you know, update on his daughters. Um, I believe, and gosh, I hope I don't get this wrong. Um, so one of them has been released from the hospital. And I think the other one is still in, but has been making improvements. So, um, just really good news to hear, you know, I'm, again you pray and, and hope for the best for for his girls and uh you know just a quick update on that but yeah all in all i was okay with how it ultimately played out oh yeah absolutely listen the tribute was definitely really nice you know mm -hmm. obviously the tribute video that they had um you know during the show which we'll get to of course when we go through this show yeah um and of course like i said the match of course you know was you know, this is a match that both of them highly requested to do, mm -hmm. um, which was I thought was very, very nice to do, man. Like I said, man, yeah, good just, match, man. I, I really liked yeah, it. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. It was, and, uh, no, absolutely. I mean, listen, it's Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal. And, I mean, yeah. really what we were going to get when we, right. heard, when we heard the announcement of this match. But, yeah, th there's there's no doubt we, we knew that that was going to be the mm -hmm. case. Um, yeah, man, listen, I understand, you know, we got to just take it for what it is, you know, with with Mark Briscoe. It's just, you know, I i i know brian it's you know sometimes like you know i i have a hard time letting things go you know even as a sports fan right i'm even oh as a I, I do fan, too and so i yeah, do the same sure. thing for professional wrestling like as a new york mets fan right i still can't get over the fact that jacob Degrom is no longer a new york Mets. still i still can't get over the fact i understand like he you know he didn't want you know he didn't want to be here and he just wanted to be the years i'm like i get it guys but again this is a guy that you know I know I'm going off topic, just making an example, but you know, no, no, I hear you. The guy well, real quick, full, just a... should have been a full grown map. And then, and I just, and I go to this situation. It's just like, you just say to yourself, just what if, yeah, right? you know, yeah, what if? Totally. And there's nothing wrong with saying what ifs sometimes. Right. right. You know, it's just, you know, the Briscoes, I talk about them not being always a carbon copy of mm -hmm. every single professional wrestler that there is today. And the Briscoes just stood out more than any other tag team outside they of did outside of the Usos, outside of, you know, FTR when they were getting really, really over at the time when they were holding mm -hmm. on the belts. Um, yeah. Even, even when, um, uh, during their heel run, um, his name is drawing a blank, their manager. Uh, help me out. Brian. Oh, Tully. Tully Blanchard. Tully, yep. Yeah. Tully Blanchard. There you go. There we go. Mm -hmm. Just draw a blank there. Yeah. Even their run during as a heel was, was pretty, uh, was pretty yeah. epic as well. You know, and I put the Briscoes in that category. So again, imagine, just imagine though, Brian, that they got, that opportunity now i understand yeah, as right. time goes you know maybe the tension in this situation might wore <clears throat> off and we just accept the reality of the situation but as of right now in the moment it's just really disappointing that it just sure had to i can understand that yeah. this guy being on his deathbed in order for warner bros to finally say you know what we'll throw you a bone 
you know, even though we yeah. don't we don't like this situation, but we'll throw you a bone, we'll give you this match, and so on and so on, right? And again, for just for something that happened a decade ago, man. Again, it's like mm-hmm. Warner Bros. I told I said this last week. It's like they're living in the in the gimmick of Mr. Perfect, right? That's just like yeah. you know <laughs> right. what I'm saying. And again, this is something that Jay Briscoe has has apologized multiple times before. Yeah. Um yep. But yeah, man, to, to wrap and this by up, all man, accounts, I think I, you know, I don't think I, I think the apology and just from what I've seen and read and now, you know, like we mentioned last last week, you know, I, I've only really been even knowing of the Briscoes in the last handful of years. Um, but by all accounts, it looks like that that apology wasn't just for, you know, just to say it like it was he meant it and and maybe changed some beliefs or or ideologies of way you know ways of thinking so yeah at some point you gotta you know you gotta let it go and let bygones be bygones or or whatever and just yeah i I think 10 years was more than enough yeah absolutely man but yeah but hey listen this is this is where we are yeah it's a shame the briscoe brothers are going to be a team that we're we're definitely Definitely never going to forget, um, no, especially when, no. when it comes to this whole situation. And of course, their their history as a tag team, especially mm-hmm. with people who watch ROH and all that stuff, man. But but yeah, man, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes, you know, you just got to look back and just say, what if, man? And that and the Briscoe yeah. brothers in regards to being on that global stage, man, it's just is a tag team. Even from years from now, I'm going to go back and say, man, what if they got this opportunity? What if they were able to get on AEW television back mm-hmm. when they first started, you know? who knows yeah. or and or even at any point i mean like as you know they've been in the business for 20 years now if if they ever had made it to wwe at some point or yeah even wwe you know, too i mean yeah but they i i still say they were you know like i think i said last week probably the top in the top three tag teams uh right now and you can argue they were number one um uh, yeah if, if they if they had that opportunity on a more national or global stage I have no doubt they would have just even been more legendary for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you also brought up the the situation with his daughters as well. I'll try to also provide an update as we're on the air on this show, just so that way we can kind of confirm some things uh, that way. So you, so I believe uh, here, go ahead and and state your, your uh, um, about the, the uh, Jay Briscoe's daughters, Brian, what you were saying earlier. So I believe you said that. So I, one of I them think, has been released, I believe you said. Yeah, I, if again, I hope I have that correct. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, I think one of his daughters has been released and the other one is still in the hospital, but has made progress of, you know, getting better. I think, you know, maybe getting feeling and sensation back in her limbs. Um, so, yeah, they just okay. I hope I hope the progress continues and they can make 100 percent recovery. Nice. For well, sure. I'll, well, I'll try to do also the best that I can to just to make sure that uh, that all of that is confirmed. So throughout the rest of the show, I'll try to do the best I can to try to provide any updates with that so we can confirm uh, this show on the air. But, yeah, thank you, Brian, for for mentioning that of his daughters, because obviously, yeah, absolutely. You know, even though it's sad for Jay Briscoe, man, we also want I mean, these girls are what, 10 to 12 years old and still and you know that's i mean they're freaking lives ahead of a man so, and it's and been changed forever you, you as a father as well you know that's something i'm sure that you very care about deeply so yeah yeah we'll try much. to provide an, an update um as we go through this show man uh once again man rest in peace to jay briscoe yes um, sir rest tremendous in peace. tribute video tremendous tribute at the end of the show which we will get into man so 
But again, man, it's a shame. You know, they could have had that global stage. They were built for that global stage. And now we just spend the rest of our years just saying, what if? Yep. All right, guys. Well, finally, man, let's get into the show, man. Like I said, we're going to get into a lot of WWE this week, man. Like I said, it is Royal Rumble week. Um, you know, so we we will provide you guys with that pay-per-view review on Sunday. So that is going to be a whole lot of fun. You know, I you can tell how many times I've brought it up because I'm just so excited to get I, that I am too, man. So it's going to be yeah. a whole lot of fun because, like I said, this is not just any normal type of review, man. This is a, a special type of episode um for that first pay-per-view review so make sure you guys stay tuned and stay notified for mm -hmm. when that show or when that episode is released so but without further ado guys let's finally get into the show man so uh aw dynamite january 25th 2023 man so our number one starts off with chris jericho and sammy guevara versus action andretti and ricky starks the good old aw format where we just need to start off with the match right from the get-go um but anyway but listen you know i'm actually going to speak a little bit of positively here like wow james you talking positive about an aw show what is going on here <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna break it down for you right i'm gonna now. mention that a little bit too on my end yeah 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 i mean listen there was listen and there's also listen there's it's 50 50 with me but there are mm -hmm. some positives in the, in this in this match but yeah let's get into it man so this match time was about 13 and a half minutes. Um, there was Sammy sucks chance right from the get go in, in the, in the, uh, in the Kentucky crowd, they were in Lux uh, Lexington, Kentucky uh, last night was their location. Um, I believe Sammy Guevara was making some, uh, some, like some cool moves, you know, doing his shtick in the ring. And we know how good Sammy Guevara is. Sammy Guevara is in the ring and you still suck chance echo around the arena. <laughs> Uh, we want Ricky Chance uh, at one moment during this match as well. Um, also during this match, Jericho and Starks, they get it at face-to-face. -face. They kind of stare off one another before they come into blows. And then, of course, uh, Jericho and Guevara, they get that upper hand. Mm -hmm. um, and then this, I thought this this part of the match was really funny. So, And this was a good traditional tag match. Like You didn't see... Every unillegal superstar just jump into the ring, right? And just the referee, you know what I'm saying? We we see that so many times with with AEW. It's like a tornado tag. Everybody just jumps in the ring, mm -hmm. like nobody's counting for anybody to get back onto the ring apron. This was actually, for the most part, a cool traditional tag match, at least for what it was, right? Yeah. But I liked how like you know, Guevara and Sammy are tagging out. They're like body slamming uh Ricky Starks, <laughs> and every time they're like yelling, always like, "Hey, Sammy." watch this and they, just slam, they slam yeah, like he starts yeah. the back. he's like are you watching this <laughs> i thought it was kind of funny Got it was funny. yeah yeah you could hear it clear as day i thought mm -hmm. that was funny man you know even though we I, i'm skeptical about chris jericho right now in his booking there's just still some tendencies that just make you laugh and just make and remind you like that he is still chris jericho you know mm -hmm. but yeah man so that was pretty funny but anyway uh at the end of this match man uh Garcia, Daniel Garcia, who was at ringside, he gets involved. He hits Action Andretti uh, with the baseball bat, the baseball bat that Jericho carries. He hits Action Andretti with it, and then Sammy uh, then uh, he then hits um, Action Andretti with the GTH for the W. And Jericho and Sammy Guevara, the lay sex gods, get the <laughs> W. So, uh, Brian, I'm going to start uh, start this off with you, man. Your thoughts with this match and how it all went down. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I, I liked it as a tag. Um, it was it was a good match. I will say, you know, I'm again, and you've mentioned it. We both have, you know, when you get superstar A and superstar B, just throw them together. Like, 
you know, I, right now, I don't really want to see Ricky Starks in a tag. I want to see him, you know, try to build a singles, you know, um, I don't know what the word is. I'm having a brain fart. Um, but anyway, go on as a singles competitor and, you know, elevate himself through there. I, I really have no desire to see him in a tag. Um, but yeah, there was a couple, you know, cool spots in this. Uh, the one you mentioned when the when Sammy and, and Chris were, you know, calling their spots, you know, the, the body slams and whatever. Uh, there was another point where um, Sammy was kind of doing his little spinneroony thing and it cut to uh, Ricky Starks and just the facial expression on Ricky Starks. He's like, this bitch right here, you know, was, that was pretty funny. And then um, I have one more, there was another, another spot in there. Oh, when uh, Ricky Starks does his little like uh, strut across like strut the, top rope. the top rope. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And then Sammy comes out, of uh, you know, comes out of nowhere and hits him with the diamond cutter. That was a pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Garcia interferes, you know, hits him with the bat. Sammy gets the pin. Um, all in all, a, a good match. Uh, you know, I, I think this is, you know, kind of setting up maybe Jericho and Starks a feud here. But I say just get into this the feud with him and Jericho. I, I don't want to see him in a tag. Um, but all in all, it was a good match. I liked it. You know, uh, there was another spot here, which uh, again, a few times throughout throughout their show here, and I've mentioned before. Of course, there's going to be that spot in the middle of the ring where they're just trading chops or forearms or whatever. It happened I know again how much here. You love that Brian, I know how much. You yeah, love it's <laughs> it happened again. Starks and Jericho just kind of start out with the chops. You know, eh, okay, like can we do something else? <laughs> but yeah, all in all, good match. Um, and I will say just overall for the show in general, as we go through here, you know, last week, I, it was a real, real downer. I will say they, they bounced back a bit this year, the, for me, the whole, the sh overall show, I think bounced back pretty nicely. It was a, it was a pretty good show throughout. I have a couple things too, that were just kind of, eh, but overall, I think it was a, a pretty good show. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, first off, I want to I want to give a little shout out to you. Can you show the shirt that you're wearing actually right now? Ah. Shout out to you, my man, repping yes. the Bray Wyatt merch, yes. the Wyatt Six merch. <laughs> I love yes, it, sir. man. I freaking love it. Shout out to Bray Wyatt, man. You know, mm -hmm. absolutely freaking love it. Like I said, man, this is a. I know people are like, you know, James, this is AW. Why talk about Bray Wyatt? Well, this is a pro Bray Wyatt channel. So it's if I see pro my wrestling. man Brian, if yeah. I see my man Brian here repping Bray Wyatt, I'm gonna freaking call it out, damn it. So hey, yeah, shout yeah. out to you, Brian, for wearing that beautiful piece <laughs> of merchandise. All right, right on. So anyway, man. Anyway, so yeah, as far look, as far as this tag match is concerned, man. Um, look, I give credit where credit is due. This was actually a decent tag match. This finally, mm -hmm. this wasn't a circus. This wasn't, issue. I mean, yes, you had your flips and dives, you know, towards the end, but it was, right. it was a way that it wasn't like, you know, I mean, obviously you're going to get it. You know, you're, you have action and dreading action and dreading and same guys yeah. that are just, are just those types of wrestlers. It is, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I give them credit for what it, credit where credit is due. I mean, for the most part, this match, it was the pace was slow down at times. And that's mm -hmm. what I like about tag Me matches too. Yeah. and matches in general, like slow the pace down. I don't need to see a bunch of dudes in their tights just fly around all over the place. I don't need to see it. Yep. Um, and, and of course, at times it got to that, which I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I can't stand it, but it is what it is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as far as the result, um, the result of the match is concerned, man. It's just, I, I just like, where do you go from here now? You know, I always talk about in feuds, right. like, okay, like, what is this getting me excited leading into next week? The answer is really nothing. I mean, what are we yep. seeing? We're going to see, like you mentioned, Jericho and Starks in another match together, but didn't we just see that just a couple couple weeks ago and Starks just beat him clean or beat Chris Jericho clean in the middle of the ring. So what else is there need really need to see? So right. to me, this is kind of just kind of a lot of just redundancy when it comes to whatever this is between the, I get uh, the Jericho appreciation society and action and dready and Starks. I can't, like you mentioned before, Brian, I can't stand the fact that um, Starks is just attached to the hip to Andretti. It's yeah. really just, just, you know, demented his his whole momentum that he had when he faced well, yeah MJF for the world title it's like okay you know he lost the match which he should have but right. now have something for him mm-hmm. this is what you have for him to yeah it's, it feels this, like he's taking a step back to an action and to a guy named action andretti that we never knew who he <clears> was <throat> for no more than like since a month ago or not even a month ago like three weeks ago we never yeah. knew who this guy was and now he's just attached to the hip to this guy and that's mm-hmm. your plan for for Ricky Starks. I, I'm just that's what I mean about this company and, and Tony Khan, man. They they got to do a better job for making me want to tune in next week. You know, right? Monday Night Raw is a perfect example. Like, you know, with the Bloodline storyline with Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight, you mm-hmm. need to tune in to see what happens next week. You see this match and you're like, okay, good tag match. You know, they right. had its positive moments. Okay, but what's what's next? Right, like. What is this leading to? Like mm-hmm. another match with Jericho and Starks at what revolution? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's That's just- a, one thing I forgot to mention here too. Like as far as the total package of wrestler, I, I have written down here, like for me personally, Starks has one of the best entrances in all of wrestling right now, I think. And when you couple that together, you know, his entrance, he's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. He's got everything there already to you know, to go into the singles push, what are we doing? Like, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. And and the last thing before I move on to this next segment, again, I know people are probably sick and tired of me saying this. Why are we starting the night off with this match? <laughs> Why? I don't need guys. We have two hours, two hours mm-hmm. to get to wrestling. Why at the very first hour I'm seeing this match already? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, get to a few, get to something that gets me invested through the rest of the night. SmackDown mm-hmm. has done that, uh, has done a tremendous job doing that in the last several weeks. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. And then if you want to have your opening match, your opening bout as this tag match, I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. But don't start the night off with it. We, I don't think we got even got any pyro at, at all. We just got as soon as they got well, on. Well, so as their- like JAS, or at least to me, when I saw it, like they were already coming down already the aisle. So I don't know if there was a, yeah, I don't know if there was a just something in the broadcast. You know, we didn't catch the beginning of it. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. AW does their in- intro music. And then as soon as we cut to the ring, J- yeah, the Jericho Appreciate Society is already coming down to the ring. And I'm just like, and it's like, and then, you know, they announced they're announcing the tag match. I'm like, like come on man like really like you know like uh, unreal yeah i I think this show this show actually would have been a good and i know he he had a couple in here but i i would have started it off with mjf in a promo yeah i mean start off with your world champion have Mm -hmm. something for your world champion and we're gonna get to mjf of course later on yeah yeah um i have some some thoughts about that but 
But anyway, man, let's move on into the show. Sure. Man. So they showed a uh, Jay Briscoe. Uh, they gave a nice little tribute video after the mm-hmm. end of this match. Very, very well done. A lot of I actually got some goosebumps, man, watching. This oh, I did too. Video. Yeah. Again, man, it's just a shame, man, that we could have just. And I understand it was like you mentioned, Brian. It was his birthday. It was a special, I guess, type of day. Maybe that's the reason why they wanted to do it this week instead of maybe last week. But still, man, to me, there's just so many things I want to say about the Briscoes. And like I said, we we spoke about all that at the top of the hour, man. So I'm going to save it. But but listen, the tribute video was very nice, man. Like I said, rest in peace to Jay Briscoe. Um, mm-hmm. again, it's just a shame that it, it just had to come to this to finally get this guy on, on AW television, man. It's just, yeah, it's just a shame, man. But anyway, we move on, man. Like I said, great tribute video, rest in peace to Jay Briscoe. Um, yep. next second match was the TNT title match. This was Darby Allen versus buddy Matthews. The uh, match time was just under the 13 minute mark. Uh, Julia Hart was at ringside, by the way, shout out to shoddy Lee Johnson. He also follows this platform. He is an AEW wrestler. He's from the factory, I believe, is is the okay. faction called. He is a part of that faction. He's an AEW wrestler. Well, shout Lee out. Johnson. Thank you very much. Shout out to Shoddy Lee Johnson. He's a he, he's a follower on this platform. So shout out to him. Um, and also shout out to uh to Julia Hart as well, which who is his girlfriend, I believe, or fiance now. I think they're actually engaged, by the way. So congrats to them, by congrats. the way. Congrats. Yeah. So so, yeah, the match, um, I mean, we knew Darby Allen, Buddy Matthews, we were going to get a banger, right? A banger of a match. <laughs> the lights go out, and uh, Malachi and Brody King appear um, at the rampway. Ortiz, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, he comes out with a kendo stick mm-hmm. uh, to no avail. Uh, he just ends up, I think Malachi was just got the upper hand of him, but yet the brawl kind of continued backstage, um, as well as Sting, who was out there. They were brawling with the, with the House of Black as well. Right. Um, yeah, we come back uh, from come back from commercial, man. Um, and then Darby Allen wins via the coffin drop, the good old freaking coffin drop. I believe it was where Buddy Matthews, it was on from his back. So Buddy Matthews was like hunched over the ring ropes, the second ring rope. And uh, Darby Allen delivered a little bit different drop. delivery of it. We haven't, I don't think we've seen that before, but yeah. I mean, I think we, yeah, it's something a little different. I think, I don't know. It's, I'm trying to think of back to like a, 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 past show where i think we've seen something similar to that maybe maybe like I mean, a match that they've had in the past yeah. something like that but um listen i'll, I'll get to him and his and his finisher finishing move in just a second but, but uh, yeah man uh, after <laughs> after the match you know tony shivani was uh in the ring to interview him after the match to congratulate him samoa joe uh appears up on the titan tron there we go we found samoa joe he's been on a he's been on a milk carton for the past you know three weeks because since we haven't seen him since he lost the the TNT championship. Um, he sends a message to Darby saying he's going to get his TNT title back. And that was pretty much it, man. Um, Brian, I'll start off with you, man. Your thoughts with this match and this whole uh, this this whole segment as a whole. Uh, meh. It, you know, it was okay. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting coming out with uh, Matthews had his, you know, half of his face painted like Darby. Um, you know, I, I yeah, don't know yeah, if that yeah. was just I like a, that, yeah. just something to, to get into his head or, or what, but I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah. About, so Darby's finisher, look, <laughs> this dude takes some of the most, vi- his, his matches are some of the most violent bumps you'll see, right? Start to finish. They're just what the recklessness sometimes. And his finisher is the coffin drop. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't fit. I I don't. I don't get it, 
But anyway, that being said, I, I never understood why in the beginning, you know, he's always been paired with Sting. Why not just use the Scorpion Death Drop? And and you could still you could even call it the coffin drop still, yeah, which I mean, he did to... actually he did actually use it here the uh, scorpion death drop from the top rope, which I mean that was it was pretty damn dangerous the <laughs> if you saw the the way they landed, but whatever they pulled it off. Um. So yeah, I mean the match as a whole, I mean you knew Darby was going to win. Uh, typical Darby match, a lot of violent bumps. And he's gonna, you know, win with the coffin drop. Um, I'd see the best part of that that whole, you know, segment there was Samoa Joe's promo at the end. I thought he he did a had a pretty good promo there. And uh <laughs> one thing that was funny, when uh when Shivani got in the ring and you know was going over to to interview Darby, so he said something to the effect of you know, a few weeks back when he won the title, it was one of the greatest title matches we've ever seen. Oh my god! I was like, bro, like that—that's a stretch, man. Like, come on. <laughs> like, I actually laughed out loud. Like, yeah, yeah, I did too. Like, so, oh my lord, I'm like Tony, Tony. I love you, Tony, but come on, stop <laughs> bullshitting us, man. We know who's, we know who's telling you that in your ear, Tony. Come on. Uh, yeah. So you know, I mean, I like Darby. Um, you know, Matthews with the House of Black, we we don't, re- you know, he's not highlighted so much. So, you know, I, you know, I want, like I said, I want to root for Dar- Darby. I like him. I like him with Sting. Uh, to me, just, I don't know, something, something has to change in, in his character for me to, to, con- to, to continue to be invested in him. Um yeah, especially with the the way, just again going back to the finisher, the coffin drop. I just considering his style of wrestling and and what he does, you know, match in, match out, all the way through, to do all that violent stuff, and then your finisher is the coffin drop. It's pretty underwhelming. Like, and it doesn't really like you're not beating anybody with the coffin drop after what you guys have already done to each other throughout the match. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. The Darby needs to get a get a new finishing move ASAP. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, it really, you, you really does. Word, you took the words out of my mouth, man. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So look, um, by the way, finally the House of Black is on AW television. I mean, it was a very like it was like maybe for sixty seconds. I mean, you had Buddy uh, yeah. Matthews wrestling this match, but you had Brody King and Malachi Black out there for like 60 seconds and then, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're on some, and they're on dynamite and then poof, they're gone. <laughs> and then, but yeah, anyway. I guess this is ultimately going to set up a house of black versus Darby sting and Ortiz. I, I can see that coming down the road, <laughs> but, but like, here's like, do we really like, are we in really invested into that man? No, like, come mm-hmm. on, man. And what about the whole Eddie Kingston? Ortiz? Like I, I'd like Ortiz to do something with the house of black, but well, now, what about yeah. Eddie K- and what about any Kingston? Cause I saw on rampage. Yes, guys, I do actually tune into rampage. I, I, I tune <laughs> in every so often. And I saw the segment between him and Ortiz and the back and mm-hmm. forth they had. I'm like, why is this not on dynamite? I would have yeah. taken that on dynamite over any other match we saw last week, Brian, literally. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they want to just throw it on time. Like I forget that there's even like because hardly any anybody watches. Let's let's just be real here. Nobody freaking hardly anybody watches Rampage. Unless you're part of an AW niche, you're you're hardly even watching Rampage. I watched Rampage True. when it first started for the first maybe month or so. After that, I'm like, okay, there's nothing important in the show. Why am I even watching it? 
Um, but yeah, yeah I've I mean, definitely dropped off my viewership of that too. Yeah, I, mean, I still it's, watch it's it from time like to time. There's just but... no need to tune in, and that's the problem with Rampage. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's what I mean, man. Like, get these guys like Kingston Ortiz on your on Dyna on your Dynamite show more. Like, mm-hmm. this is your primary show. Put them on there. I don't want to see them on Dark. I don't want to see them on Rampage. Put them on Dynamite. Okay, yeah. take off freaking take a shit up and freaking all of these other people like enough, like just enough. Uh, listen, the match was fine. You know, the match, we knew what the match was going to be guys. Mm-hmm. Do I need to waste my breath. Um, you know, listen, the match was fine. Buddy Matthews. He's a tremendous performer. It's good to see buddy Matthews in the yeah. and Malachi black. So of course, Darby Allen needs to win the match. I just don't understand why I listen. I understand it's a television type of title. You want the, the title to be defended on, actual on your actual show like even though they're on right. cbs which is weird um but yeah it's <laughs> like so i i understand that regard but like this but here's the thing that's no excuse because this title was also defended at a pay-per-view so like again enough with these open challenges like listen i'm fine with open challenges right unless it leads to something don't just throw a freaking open challenge week after week after week after week. You're pretty right. much playing the MJF versus Brian Danielson storyline. That's mm-hmm. pretty much what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, listen, I, I, I'm i fine with Darby Allen winning. He just won the title. But again, do I care about Darby Allen right now? Do I care about what he's doing right now? Answer's no. And it's a shame because no, I really. want to like Darby Allen. But, mm-hmm. and the last thing before I move into this next sec- this next match, can we stop with the lights going out? Like, can we just stop with that? It's like, it's like the boy who cried wolf, right? Tony Khan just loves turning the lights out off of everybody. I remember when the pinnacle first debuted, remember the pinnacle, Brian? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And the lights just go out. It's like, Oh snap. Like who's coming out? Like what's going on? And it's just, it's just Wardlow FTR. And I think it was Sean Spears. And I'm just like, you have the lights go out for them. What the hell was that? <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like every time the lights go out, it's like the boy who cried wolf. And it's like, Oh, and here come the lights are just going out again. I understand it's Malachi black, the house of black, but it's just like, I don't think you know, like them just appearing at the rampway just to, for the lights to go out. Like, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand it, bro. It's like, we see the lights go out all the time. It's just for them to appear at the, at mm-hmm. the ramp at the rampway i understand it's part of their gimmick but like i you could have just you don't have to do it every run, time yeah you could have just had them run down the rampway and freaking yep. you know do whatever i mean if you're gonna have them you know turn the if you're gonna freaking turn the lights off bro some epic shit has to freaking happen we just see them just show up on the freaking rampway ortiz shows up with a kendo stick and then at 60 seconds they're it's, gone anyway yeah sting and ortiz it battling just, back to just, the locker room it was just to me it was just a waste of time so every time i see the lights go out brian i'm just like <laughs> well, here the fuck we go, man. <laughs> right. So yeah, man. Tony Khan. Tony, stop. Just, just stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. Please stop. Okay. Um. So anyway, man, anyway, guys. Uh. Next match. This was the third match of the night. This was Jungle Hook. Yes, I'm gonna say that again. Jungle Hook. This is Jungle Ugh. Boy Jack Perry and Hook versus Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Um, apparently, Brian, he's he's apparently working for Ethan Page. What? When did this? So I'm missing I, something here because I was I so vaguely confused. remember. And gosh, it seems like a while was ago. It? I'd have to go back, but it seems like a while ago. Where, yeah, something happened where, like, you know, like Matt Hardy now can't use his own moves or something. Like, as you'll see. 
I, I don't know. It, it's something weird. I, I vaguely remember something taking place. Like I said, it feels a while back ago. Um, with just something, yeah, that he's, you know, under Ethan Page now, or, you know, Ethan Page basically directs him or says what he kind of can't do. And eh, I don't know. And you expect people to remember this when it's not even like, like, well, I can't remember the last time I saw, I mean, we saw Matt Hardy one night, like one time he came out with Ethan Page and he sent him to the back. That was like weeks ago. It's like, yeah. How can people follow along if Matt Hardy is hardly on the show? Like, mm -hmm. like, come on, man. Even Matt Hardy, even at his age, man, he can still like, you know, take your, take your show and take your company to new heights. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. he's a vet freaking use him, man. Like, even like Dustin, like Dustin Rhodes, like Gold Dust, right? Freaking use him on the show. Use him for something, right? He's still got, he's still got it, man. You know, he's still yeah, in the ring, yeah. right? I understand his, I think he announced his retirement. Um, I think this is last year. He says he wants to wrestle. You might as well freaking use him for something. Like use these guys for something, right? Mm -hmm. Don't just put them in the back and just like as like useless old toys and just not use them as like freaking just to collect dust. Like, right. come on, man, you know? And you're and now you're bringing out Matt Hardy in 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 a alignment with Ethan Page that I'm sure hardly even anyone knew or just forgot about. And it again, this is up, but this is AEW in a nutshell. Yeah, right? because they're too busy putting on great matches and bangers. You know what I'm saying? You know, but but we can't follow along any freaking storyline. But anyway, yeah, this um, whole thing, this whole segment. I'll, I'll let you go ahead, but this is probably the the low point of the show for me. Yeah, this whole I'll, I'll get to you thing. once I'm once I'm through with this uh, with, yeah. with this match, man. I'll get your first uh, your first thoughts with this. Uh, yeah, man, match was under seven minutes. Uh, hard. Uh, Matt Hardy was going for the twist of fate, going for the win, but Ethan Page demanded a tag in, um, and then he ends up getting the tag. Uh, Ethan Page is in there. Jungle Boy. Uh, was in the ring. He was the legal competitor. He counters into the the snare trap. I believe he's calling out his new finisher, yeah. which is actually pretty cool. I, I, I well, he, he's been using that. That's that's been his finisher for a uh, bit. Has now. it always been his yeah. finisher? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I didn't. Because I think he had. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't think I've seen it. That I haven't much seen it in a while. But in yeah. a while. Yeah. No. I know. I think he used it. Um. I think when he. I think yeah. I think he used it against. Uh. What was his name? Luchasaurus. Um. During yeah. that whole feud i think once every so often but i didn't know it was his finishing move um yeah that, that was like the gotcha. whole yeah the confusion thing so but yeah no, i know i don't mind that as a finishing move yeah he puts him in the snare trap um hard uh matt hardy went to try to i guess break up the uh the submission but i think hook got involved with matt hardy so they're brawling in the outside mm -hmm. and all ego just taps out just taps <laughs> out and and that's your match man jungle hook Jungle hook. I, I can't. This yeah. Match. Oh god. And that's it. And and it leads to guess what, Brian? Guess what? This nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. So again, to me, Brian, this was just a waste of time. You know, I like Matt Hardy. I like all these people. I like Ethan Page. I've spoke. I've spoken so highly about Ethan Page for weeks to months now. But what is getting me excited about next week to say I need to see Jungle Boy and Hook? I need mm -hmm. to see Ethan Page and Matt Hardy and where that storyline goes, there's nothing. Yeah. And, and, and why is just like, again, I, I, I talk this, I talk about this all the time with, you know, jungle boy, or I'm sorry, just wrestler a and wrestler B facing off of one another who can't afford to lose. And again, but yeah, we just want to put on a great match for the people and people don't understand how it's ruining these people if you don't book them properly. But yeah, man, this was just a waste of time. I'm, I'm not going to speak that much 
about it. There's hardly anything to get invested into. Uh, Brian, yeah. your thoughts, man? Yeah, I, I thought this was, I mean, from the intro to the match itself was just the low point of the show. So the, you know, Ethan Page and Matt Hardy come out first, right? And I guess it's, um, I guess it was Matt Hardy's music playing. And, you know, Ethan's like, no, no, cut that. You know, that's the wrong music. And, and then was it uh, Stokely? Is it Stokely Carmichael? Is that who was, what his name yes. is? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Stokely. And then some dude, Isaiah. Who the hell was this? I, I Maybe oh, I oh, missed from, it. From, from Private Party. I don't know if you remember the tag team Private Party. Okay. He's one I, of those members. Yeah. Okay, see, and see that, yeah, and that's it, a problem. You don't even know these people. <laughs> right. Because like so, like you'll you see them and then you're not going to see them for a that's month. How bad, that's how bad it is, Brian. But, but yeah, anyway, it was just... Continue, it was ridiculous. Like, I mean, so the interaction between Isaiah and Stokely where, you know, Stokely's just like, you know, whatever, put my chain on her. I mean, the whole, the intro was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like the whole thing was just, it was just a clusterfuck of shit. And, and then the match itself. Yeah. Like you said, like, I, I don't, I don't want to see jungle hook. I don't want to hear the name jungle hook. Like if you're going to make them a tag team, then, come up with a freaking tag team name you know it just yeah i'm not excited about anything um the finish of the match yeah so hardy was gonna hit the twist of fate and then ethan page you know i guess going with his all ego character you know his ego had to he he wanted him to to get the tag in so he could hit the twist of fate and that's how everything went wrong for them um but yeah not not interested in the match uh and it, it was it sucked from the time Ethan Page and Hardy hit the ramp. <laughs> so yeah, not much to say there. I, I hope uh and also, oh, there was another point in the match. So I understand what they're doing with Hook, right? They wanna, you know, he's he doesn't say much, his you know, his moves are are basically just to overpower you and you know, punch you. So Overall, though, he's he's kind of a smaller guy in stature, right? He's not that big of a guy. Great shape. Ethan Page, I would say, probably has what thirty, at least thirty pounds on him, a few inches, something like that. Yeah. So there was a, a point in the match where all four of them are in the ring, right, squaring off, and Ethan Page gives him a kind of like a shove, slap in the face, the hook, and then immediately takes off out of the ring like he's scared of him, you know, and. It just to me, it like I I get it, but Hook isn't Brock Lesnar. Hook isn't Goldberg, you know, and just the fact that this this you know Ethan Page, who probably is what 15, 20 years older than Hook, bigger than him, taller than him, is just gonna like run scared from this guy. It just like bro, come on, really? So yeah, I I didn't really like that little spot. Um, and just the match overall, it was just like, whatever, you know, it's again, like you said, it was a seven minute match just there to kind of fill time and we move on. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into our number two. Yeah. The, what's funny you say that about hook is that, you know, I talked about team Taz, right. And mm -hmm. how you could have really utilized hook. I mean, yeah, they did to an extent, but not this version of hook where he's just beating the shit out of grown men. You know what I mean? Like, right. I would Listen, if you're not going to have hook talk much, which I agree, I don't think he should. Um, Cause I do like, you know, he's just, he's all, you know, he's all business. All business. Say yeah. Anything. I do mm -hmm. like that aspect of him. Right. 
have Taz, his father, as his manager. I would freaking love that. Taz mm-hmm. is already freaking money on the microphone. He did it yeah. with Brian Cage. He did it with Ricky Starks and Team Taz. Like, he doesn't need to be – listen, he's a good commentator. I understand, you know, I guess if you need a heel commentator. I don't know if he even is a heel commentator yeah. or not. But if you're not – like, listen, to me, he's really not needed on commentary. You already have Excalibur, Jim Ross. Um, Shivani. You know, I guess if you want to put Taz there and you want to keep Tony Shivani as, like, a, as an interviewer or something, you have Renee Paquette backstage. But have Taz as, like, a manager for Hook. Yeah. I, would, I would like to see that. You build a – build a storyline properly with whoever he's feuding with. Mm-hmm. I would, I would pay. I, I would, I would see that man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But of course it's gotta be done properly. Like you, you gotta get me truly. I'm trust me guys. I'm not a, I'm not a easy person to, to win over. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta book shit really, really. Especially good. with something as weak as jungle hook. Like you're right. <laughs> if the so... name jungle hook right there is just like, dude, I'm already turned. I'm already just like, yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm not even, not even worth, wasting my breath even with that anyway. <laughs> all right guys we go into our number two we go into our number two with the acclaimed and the gun club in their family therapy segment so they're pretty much sitting down with the therapist sitting down you got the acclaimed you got billy gunn and you got the gun club man and uh, billy gunn says straight off the jump he's like when did you guys become such spoiled brats man uh, and he said listen you know and then the you know the guns kind of just plead their you know, kind of plead their case going, listen, you know, we were always second fiddle to you. You know, you never even you know you mm-hmm. got you were always on the road 24 seven. You never gave us the time of day. We were always second fiddle to you. It was always about you all the time. And now you you turn your backs on us. And now you're with these guys. It's just like, what the hell, man? You know, you know, and then Bowens was just funny. He was just like straight up. I think you guys are just the biggest pieces of shit I've ever seen, I've ever met in my life. And I mean that. I thought that was just. It was just like just. It just happened out of nowhere. I just laughed because it. Just it that was the best part of it. Yeah. 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 It, was, it, it was actually the the funniest pop I got to this entire segment. But yep. anyway, um, and yeah, and they kind of went back to their whole allegiance when they were a little bit of a team, I guess, with the with Billy Gunn, his sons, mm-hmm. and the the acclaims. Like, listen, you know, who helped you when your partner was in a wheelchair? Like, who was that? Oh, that's right. It was us, right? You know, listen, and he goes to uh Colton goes to his father saying, you know, our faults as sons are your failures as a father. And I was like, oh snap, okay. So, yeah. You know, listen, I, I I have my thoughts about the guns. We'll get we'll get to them. We'll get to them in just a second. Um and he listen, man, he says, listen, so what and you know Billy Gunn says straight up, like, listen, so what, what do you want? Like, what's going to make you happy? What's going to make sense of all this? And he points mm-hmm. to those tag team title belts. He's like, those, we want a shot at those titles. And they just walk off. And that right. was pretty much it, man. I think Matt Castor also said some, said some shit. Um, yeah. It's like, listen, you know, you, you, you know, you want to be the claim. Everybody wants to be the acclaim. You guys are jealous of us and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll start this off. Um. <laughs> I like the acclaimed a lot. Um, I really, really do. They are tremendously over. Um, it wouldn't make sense. Listen, if you're going to put anybody in a family therapy session, it's it's the acclaimed. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like this is like any other type of wrestler where you're going, why are they in this segment? And like, like how right. does this make sense? Um, you know, listen, do I... It it was inter- it had its moments, you know. I I talked about um the whole DX thing, right? From um from Monday Night Raw, like how mm-hmm. it had its moments. Obviously, it wasn't as funny as it was uh, or this segment wasn't as funny as it was on Monday Night Raw with the whole DX. I mean, DX is DX, but 
Um, but listen, I mean, the acclaim, the fact that like ever since they won those titles to now, again, it to me, it feels like their momentum is just not the same, man. It's there's just something off, right? I know mm-hmm. the fans still like them, they have their pops, and you know, people love their raps, but there's just something there's just something missing. You know what I mean, Brian? And, yeah, and when yeah, it comes I can see to the that. guns, right? When it comes to the guns, man, look, you, you have we talk about their tag division, right? Like AEW actually has a solid tag division. You have mm-hmm. the guns. Like, didn't we? And also, didn't we just see these two feud before the Acclaim won these tag titles? And now here they are, right? Feuding again. Like, we couldn't wait to like just a few more months and give it time for these two to face each other in the ring again. I, I don't know, man. To me, there's. I wanna. I wanna talk positively about this because I like people putting in the time to put in a segment you know what i mean and and Mm -hmm. it seems like they did there was some time and effort put into this but there's just something where i'm just like something just doesn't seem right here man um you know listen it had its listen i love the whole bowens just just out of the blue just saying you guys are the biggest pieces of shit i've ever met in my life that was funny matt caster and and listen it had its moments it's just you know now you're gonna have the guns go after the tag titles does anybody really need to see that when we just saw the match i believe it was brian it wasn't even that long ago you have to go you have to go maybe back in like what november like october yeah i was yeah probably like, something it, like it that it hasn't been that long like you know what i'm saying yeah. now you're giving to me this again like it to me mm-hmm. it, there's just something i don't know man i just there's you know listen i i like the acclaimed the guns I'm skeptical about how they're always just on AW television. I don't know what's so special about the about the gun club, you know, outside of Billy Gunn being their father. Um right. but yeah, man, that's that's just my two cents about it. I mean, I'll give it a chance, but the fact that we're seeing this match again is already a bunch of red flags, and I'm just not solely that invested, man. And it sucks because I like the acclaimed. You know, I had the acclaimed on the very first uh top five wrestlers of the week in my honorable mentions, and it's just you know, I I want to like them. I want to really see them succeed and become a really successful tag team, like with mm-hmm. the Usos. You know, with yeah, you know, yeah. With, you know, with like FTR. You know, I want I want to say that on here, but just because guys, I like the acclaim doesn't mean I'm doesn't mean I can give you guys that 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 statement. I can't. So, but Brian, man, your thoughts with this segment? Yeah, I thought it was. You know, it, it had its entertaining moments. Um, I, I think I'm probably kind of on the the same wavelength that you are with uh you know i i like the acclaim too I, I feel like they have lost some momentum here and with the gun club like i yeah I, I think there's there's a lot of or at least a handful of tag teams within AEW. like i just don't think the gun club is there yet you know maybe you can build them there and you know revisit down that down the road but like yeah, I, I just don't. I, I think they're they're too green and experienced. What whatever it is, or they, they just haven't been built up enough or had enough storylines yet. But yeah, I don't. I don't think you put the Gun Club in this feud right now with the acclaimed being your tag champs. Like, I feel like you need to be building the acclaimed as you know a, a legitimate. You know, can they go with FTR and the Young Bucks and? you know, things like that. Like I, I, yeah, I I don't really know where this is going. Um, I'm not that invested in it. Uh, I think, yeah, the best part of that whole segment was like you said, the the Anthony Bowens line when, (laughs) and it's like total deadpan where he's like, 
you're the biggest sh- piece of shit I've ever met in my life. And I mean that. And yeah, it just, it was, that was awesome. Um, but outside of that, uh, again, I like the acclaim. They're entertaining as shit. Uh, I just, I don't want to see the gun club, you know, uh, competing for the tag titles at this point. I, I think there are many other tag teams within AEW capable and, and worthy of, you know, having that spot, I guess. Yeah, man, it's just it's just so odd. Um, but anyway, yeah. there's a lot I want to say about this tag division, but you know that's a different story for a different day, man. But mm-hmm. we move on, man. We move on. So next segment was uh, was a backstage interview segment with Renee Paquette. He's with or she's with uh, Hangman Adam Page uh, again, talking about the situation with John Moxley and kind of wanted to clear some stuff of what he said last week. And this kind of just led to Wheeler Yuta interrupting him, saying, "Hey, listen, Mox will be ready." Um, you know, and he accepts your challenge. You know, Hangman kind of challenged him to another match, and that match is going to happen, right. guys, next week. It's going to be, once again, Page versus Mox next week. Um, yeah, and he said, and this also leads to a match on Rampage. Well, freaking hallelujah, man. Just another match we need to see on freaking Rampage that's announced that nobody just watches. Right. So you're going to see Hangman and Yuta on Rampage. Just, oh, wow, awesome. I, 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 I'm, my blood is boiling for the amount of excitement right now, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, look, so so what's going to happen next week, Brian? Listen, we saw this match, what was, it's been, what, two weeks now, right? About somewhere, uh, maybe three weeks? I think it's been about two to three weeks. Uh, yeah, I guess it's two, mm, yeah, it might be three, three, three weeks ago now. Three at the match, yeah. I don't think it's been more than three, right? Yeah, Right, because so, like, he had that same little promo kind of last week, too. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. And so what, and so what, so what's going to happen? Is Mox now going to win the match and they're going to be even, even, and now we're going to get a... You know what? Well, it's like already one one, so yeah, this will be the split, third. Right. That's what I mean, right? They, like they're gonna split one and one, and oh, we're gonna get a third match now. So what? This is like the best of seven series that we got going on now. Oh, <laughs> uh, please! It's like no. th- that's what I mean, man. This is not a like. Yeah. I, I I just I don't understand. Like we thought that Hangman was going to get something. You know, he beats John Moxley. Like it's John freaking Moxley, right? Mm-hmm. And we we thought. Tony was going to have something for him. We heard the comments about him mending fences with somebody. And this is pretty much what it's leading to, unless it happens after this match, after this whole shtick with Mox. Right. Again, Brian, I don't know. And neither do I fucking care. (laughs) Honestly, I just, I don't, man. Listen, I understand you like Hangman a lot, Brian. You know, you, I know you had him in your top five uh, when he beat, uh, Moxley um, in that match uh, a few weeks ago. See, now I, I don't really like him a lot. So I'll, I'll get into well, it. Well, but, yeah. I'm not saying like a fan, like, but you, but you like Hangman, like you want to like Hangman as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because no, I know, like, you're very high on him, is what I should say, right? Is that fair to say? Mm. Or not, not right now, no. That, so that was just for that week. I thought he he, yeah. well, he had, at, had a the, good at week. At the moment, that's but... what I'm saying. Like right, at the right. moment, you you were high on him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, just kind of clearing the air here. But yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that also feel the same way about Hangman Adam Page. And it's just you know, and now we're no. Oh, and, and you know, like I said, great. He's got a match with Wheeler Yuta. That's just yeah. That's that's just riveting television. Um, and then yeah, he faces Mox next week, and what he, he's gonna split? They're gonna he's Mox is gonna win the match, and now they're gonna have a third deciding match you know you know what i'm saying like you know to like two best two out of three like again it's just yeah it makes, to me it's i'm not i'm just not interested bro after what i saw on monday night raw and what i've been seeing on smackdown you know after being entered after you know the 
the you know just entertaining television that they've produced from Monday mm-hmm. Night Raw and previous weeks on SmackDown. And then you look at this, it's like it's completely two different shows, man. You're watching sure. two different you're watching completely two different things. And, and that's just where, you know, that's where I just have to make the comparison. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm a WWE over AEW. I'm not saying that, guys. Listen, I call stuff down the middle. I've ripped WWE. I'm going to do the same thing for AEW. I call everything down the middle. But you guys can't bullshit me that you guys you guys are saying that there's maybe two, three storylines in this company right now that you are highly entertained and invested in. Because if that's the case, you're just bullshitting me and you're bullshitting yourself. <laughs> Brian, your thoughts, man. Yeah, so my deal with Hangman... Um... Like I said, he, I mean, he's all right. I, I really don't, you know, I've mentioned this before. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into it too much, but just that all shucks quality about him that he kind of, you know, he's like, um, I want to say something, but I, I'm not going to say him. I just, I, I don't like it. And yeah, with the, I mean, the match between, you know, it's, it's going to come up uh, Mox and him again. I mean, it'll be a good match. Um, do I need to see it again? No. And the whole, you know, Wheeler Yuta coming out, like, why is he speaking on behalf of John Moxley, number one? And number two, like, yeah, I really don't care about seeing a match with Hangman and Wheeler Yuta on Rampage. So I don't know. Other than, I guess now it's a loose affiliation with the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't know why Wheeler Yuta even came out there. Um, so, yeah, I... I I guess I'm interested to see in what happens after this feud with Mox. Cause I mean, I, I don't know, unless you're, again, you're going to go into like a best of seven or something. No, like we don't need to see this seven times. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, like I said, it'll be a good match. I'm sure. Um, I guess it'll be interesting to see because he still has to, I guess, clarify, you know, from what he said last week about like mending fences with people. So we still kind of don't really know what was meant by that. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. uh, Yeah. Not really that invested in it right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's well said, Brian. It's definitely well said. All right, guys, we go into our fourth match. This was Brian Danielson versus Brian Cage, the machine Brian Cage. Uh, match time was under 13 minutes. This actually was a decent match. Brian Cage uh, was showed really impressive movements of strength, man. There were, he delivered mm-hmm. like a, some suplexes while Brian Danielson was on the ring apron, and he suplexes him into the ring. I mean, I, to me, like, guys, like, that doesn't take – like that's not easy to do. Like that doesn't take some scrawny like wrestler nowadays just yeah. to do that. Like, that and takes, I think like, he was actually he was standing on like the second or maybe the bottom rope. The I think while doing it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean, man. Like Brian Cage. Like even though I'm skeptical about him and if he can carry storylines and I can invest right. in him, but like, dude, this dude is freakishly strong, bro. So I just <laughs> had to mention that in this match. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, for man. sure. So yeah, man. I see. Yeah, I mentioned the the whole suplexes from the ring apron. Um, yeah, and then uh, some power bombs were delivered in this match to Danielson. Again, Danielson, again, really kind of showcasing the strength and the physicality and the size here, and also the in, and mm-hmm. also the arm. You know, we mentioned last week about MJF. He's like, listen, I want you to break this dude arm, break this dude's arm, mm-hmm. and uh, that's pretty much what Brian Cage was trying to do. You know, there was a kind of an injured Brian was de- dealing with like an injured arm, injured shoulder during this match at the time, yep. and then Danielson uh, after almost. 
13 between 15 minutes. Danielson rolls up the all inspiring roll up, Brian, and big old Brian Cage with his big delts and his big shoulders. Just can't, can't get, get up. That, can't get that shoulder up, man. And he ends <laughs> and Brian Danielson t- uh, gets the W via that awe inspiring uh, roll up. I'm going to get to that roll up finish in just a second. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man. So Brian Cage ends up uh, attacking Danielson after the match. So even though Ch- Cage just looked like a schmuck uh, getting rolled up, big old Brian Cage can't kick out of a freaking roll up. But yeah, no, but let's remind him how strong he is and an attack of Danielson after the match. What the fuck? Happened? Brian Danielson was just too heavy for him. It was, you know. Yeah, no, Brian, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's you know, it's not like, you know, he was just suplexing this guy from the ring apron not too long ago, but whatever. We 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 move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's when MJF hits the ring with authority, man. He's got a serious mm-hmm. look in his face. He's actually funny, man. So the, that, the timekeeper's ringing the bell, like somebody like helped this dude, right? And all of a sudden, he just takes the freaking the timekeeper's bell and just chucks it that away. Was awesome. That was awesome. Kind of funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. And then uh, sets up the table for like a big table spot. It looked like um at the time, kind of clearing that table or whatever. Um, yeah, man. And then uh, MGF is pretty much picking the bones of what Brian Cage is, is leaving off of, man. And then they set up a um, a spot where uh, Danielson's arm is stuck in the steel in the steel chair and they throw him into the steel post, the ring post. So he's they're really like messing up that injured arm and that shoulder. And again, man, MJF is just picking the bones, man. He's punching him, punching him while he's down. Um you know, they send him back when they send him back into the ring. That was obviously from outside of the ring. Um, yeah, man. Then they set up a another spot where Danielson's laid out flat on his back, and they have again his arm stuck into that steel chair. Mm-hmm. And um, MJF went goes up onto the top rope, and they're like, "Oh snap! Like this dude is legit trying to break this guy's arm." Like MJF is not joking here when he says break his freaking arm, and he's about to. He's about to you know stop onto the chair and freaking shatter this guy's arm. And then take a shitta. I'm sorry, Takeshka. I'm sorry, <laughs> with the save. Um, and then if, you know, MGF retreats. I think he got into it with Brian Cage, and Brian Cage ended up retreating shortly after. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, man. Um, that was pretty pretty much it. Well, actually, we ended we ended up going backstage. Uh, we ended up going backstage in the trainer's room. An update on Danielson's condition. Talking about a gleno glenohumeral joint, which is like. You know, if you guys are not familiar with the body, with the human body, again, I'm a I'm a anatomy nerd, so unfortunately, I have to explain this to people. But it's like the ball and socket joint where the the uh, the humerus attaches to the arm or whatever. Um, you know, saying that's kind of banged up and there's like a slight tear in it or there's a slight you know separation separation or, or something. separation yeah. I should say more. I, I, yeah, I didn't mean to say tear. I meant separation. So separation that glenohumeral joint there. Um, and then, yeah, and he says, and then Renee asks, because Renee Raquette was obviously backstage trying to get this, uh, trying to get an update for it. And, um, and yeah, the trainer was like, well, in my humble opinion, then Danielson just cuts him off. He's like, listen, he's like, I don't care what you think. Can I wrestle or can I not wrestle? And he's like, listen, he's like, I would not wrestle. He's like, no, I was like, screw that, man. He's like, I've wrestled a 60 minute iron match with a goddamn separated shoulder. Ain't nobody stopping me from freaking wrestling, really getting amplified in his voice. Mm -hmm. I love when Danielson gets like yeah serious you know i always talk about wrestlers being serious there's a time where to be funny and to crack jokes and to make a funny cool segment and then there's times where it's really time to get freaking pissed and get amplified right and yeah danielson was in this freaking segment man and he's like listen he said and he sends a message over to mjf he said listen he said listen mjf you know you say that there's a monster behind the mask but you know what i see i see fear he's like you're afraid 
that I'm going to expose you, but I'm not just going to expose you. He's like, I'm just, I'm just going to show the whole world that you're, that the man behind the mask is nothing but a fraud. And uh, yeah, man, he talks about that. I'm going to, that he's going to take that AEW. You know, he's going to take the one thing that he, that he loves most that he's near and dear to most. And that's the AEW world championship. And yeah, man, the met and that, uh, that kind of ends that adds the segment, man. So, uh, Brian, I'll have you start off with this, man. Your thoughts with the match and of and the 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 trainer training room segment after the match, man. The floor is yours. What did you think? Yeah, so okay, match. Um, it was kind of what we expected, and even I had mentioned it last week, where you know, this is going to be just a gauntlet of matches of different styles of matches, and this one was obviously with Brian Cage, the Machine, you know, obviously demonstrating his physicality and power. Um, so yeah, it was an okay match. Um, I will say there, there was just one part in the match where like, so Danielson had been in control for a bit, right? And he, he's, he's got him in the ankle lock and this is Brian Cage. He's got Cage in the ankle lock and then he turns it into a German suplex and Brian Cage just like no sells it and gets up and hits him with like a super kick or something. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what the hell was that? Um, so I, I just thought that was kind of silly. Like we've seen that a lot know. recently. I think like John Moxley did it weeks ago in his match. Yeah, it, I think it a was lot a of movement it... where he just completely no sold. I think it was a clothesline or something. I don't remember the move, but Moxley completely no sold it, and he just end up stomping freaking Hangman's face into the freaking. Yeah, canvas. but yeah, we've seen that. And like, I think a, a lot, lot of a lot weird. of wrestlers in both. Uh, I, I probably more so in AEW, but I'm sure I've seen it yeah. in WWE, and it just. I mean, there's times for a spot like that, but I just think it happens far too often in today's wrestling. You know, just the, you know, you're selling this this ankle lock in, into a German suplex, uh, and then you just get up like you're, you know, I don't know. It was just silly. Um, but yeah, the, you know, Takeshka comes in for the save. Okay. And obviously this whole match was just geared around injuring Danielson's arm. Um, you know, I've started... So with this, the way this is going, right? Obviously, either Danielson's going to win or MJF is going to win. And I've I've been leaning. Well, I, I still want MJF. To, in in my opinion, has got to win the match. I, I think you still keep the belt on him, and I think that's what it is. But the longer this goes, you know, I'm one. I'm wondering if they're not trying to build Danielson back up as obviously he's going to run through this gauntlet of matches, all different kinds. Now he's got an injured shoulder. Do we, are, are they trying to kind of almost get the yes movement back with just kind of like, you're just going to root for this guy no matter what, because he's been through this gauntlet, right? Um, Or you use that because we haven't seen MJF wrestle a whole lot, right? He's, he just hasn't. And we've definitely, or at least I i don't know what he's done on indies or whatever, but we've never seen him in any sort of like 60-man Iron Man match or whatever. So I hope they would try to build the story around, you know, Danielson's just gone through this whole thing and, and proven everything he can do, but yet MJF is still going to beat him. You know, I think that's the way you kind of have to go with the story to build up MJF. Um, so I hope with that, and and it, it, can, it would have to be a clean win, right? Like MJF can't win by a DQ or some outside interference for that to work. But, you know, are you, are you doing this whole thing to, to 
to to show how great Danielson is and arguably maybe the best wrestler in the world, but somehow MJF is still going to overcome that? Or are you doing it to showcase that Danielson is the best wrestler in the world and should be the AEW champion, in which case you take the belt off MJF already with, I mean, that would be his only title defense, right? Or did he have one before? Or would that be his first title defense? Uh, this would be his, technically his second. The first one was with Ricky Starks. I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. Starks. So so technically his second, first out of pay-per-view. First out of pay-per-view, uh, yeah. So, like, you can't take you can't, the belt off of him. Bro. You yeah, you can't lose. take that, the belt off of him already. already. So, yeah, uh, like, you know, we've mentioned in weeks past, um, this is just going to be another, you know, we're still going to see three, four more matches from Danielson until the pay-per-view and then get the payoff um yeah and that that promo the promo with danielson afterwards yeah that that was a really good promo from danielson having you know the amped up and the emotion and the anger that that was a good promo i really did like that but the match itself eh, it was okay and and it, it got the point across i guess of injuring his arm and that's what it was supposed to do so yeah, and that's and and before we go into this next match, because I do want to get the ball rolling. Um, and, and that's the shitty thing about this situation, Brian, is that you know obviously MJF can't lose; he just won the freaking title. I mean, right. at that point, if you if you have him lose this title, he's just a transitional champion. I mean, that's just yeah, and he kind of loses title. all credibility for but here's or at the least problem a lot. Is that Danielson has lost a lot of big title matches and a lot of big shows lately since he's mm -hmm. been in AEW. So even though you can make Danielson looks strong in defeat. I don't know, man. It's just like Brian, he he's taken so many losses yeah. since he's joined AW. And that's what I mean. Like, this is just a really just odd situation. Like, what like how do you go with this? Like, how do you go by this man? Because, you know, and that's the yeah. thing, guys. Just because I like MJF, it's like, oh, you got to keep the title on MJF. Well, I also have to think about Brian Danielson's booking, man. Like, where does Brand Brian Danielson now go from here like you know what i'm saying like i mean how many times is this dude just gonna lose a big time match on dynamite mm -hmm. he lost one he lost to angman adam page i believe he tied with in an iron man or what was it a, yeah i think it was an iron man match i believe it was was it with kenny omega i think i know he had one with maybe Eggman, yeah and i think there was another one with omega he lost to mox to he mox. lost to mox yep. several times and now he's gonna lose to mjf it's like you know, at some point, man, this guy, like, he's still Brian freaking Danielson. I yeah, understand, like, yeah. James, he's trying to get people over. You know, MJF needs to, you know, he wants to put, you know, he they're going to have him put MJF over. He's not going to lose anything. Well, that's not the case, man. You know, at some point, mm -hmm. you know, you could put all the people over that you want, Brian, but at some point, like, sometimes you have to, like, stop and think, like, wait a minute, like, this dude's taking a lot of losses. Like, we got to we got to be careful about this situation. So yeah, for sure. That's, that's just something that it's just going to be really interesting to see what Tony Khan does with this match. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, man, like I said, the match was decent. I'm not going to say it was, you know, great, obviously good or yeah, great because right. we kind of knew what to expect for the most part, the finish, bro. Like I, I, I can't stand <laughs> this finish. It makes, it, it makes nobody listen. I understand, you know, Brian Danielson's end. It makes sense because he's trying to survive against a big, tougher right. opponent but like right. dude, brian cage he's this he's the machine he's his name is literally called the machine brian <laughs> the machine this this machine can't get his shoulder up 
off the mat just that much. Right. You guys, you guys see that? You guys see that? It's just, it's just that much. I, yeah, I don't yeah. get it. It does nothing for anybody. You can't, I say this all the time. You can't build someone up by tearing someone else down. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. You just cannot do it, man. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we move on. And like I said, man, that backstage segment was, was, uh, was really solid. That was man. good. Like, yeah. You know, I've always been, like I said, man, I've always, I've always liked Danielson, man. Like I said, and that's why I'm so concerned with his booking. Um, you know, in AEW and, you know, to see him in that type of segment was really cool. Um, you know, am I excited to see what's happening next? It's a different story, man. But again, in the moment, it was a good promo. You know, we, we know, you know, Daniel oh, we'll, we'll get greatest... to here in just a minute. We'll get to see what's, what's coming next, which is another like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in just a second. Um, and like yeah. I said, that didn't take as much long, so it'll be very brief, but we will get to that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, listen, Danielson, you know, and he's not the greatest talker, obviously, you know, but he can, there's he's times good. where yeah. he has yeah. his moments and, and mm-hmm. he, and he can spit every now and then and that, and in that yep. promo, he definitely did, man. So, all right, guys, we move on to our fifth match. This was uh Tony storm versus Ruby Soho. Now the original plan for this match was for also Britt Baker in a triple threat, but unfortunately, at least what we've heard, uh, Britt Baker dealt with an injury before this match. I don't know what the injury was. Right. Um, do you know what the injury was, Brian? I'm oh, no, no, sure. no, I'm not sure either. I was going to uh-uh. say, okay, yeah, neither do I. Yeah, so, again, I'll look more into that and do some more research with that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, again, this match just turned into a singles match. Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho on Dynamite Television. There you go, finally. You know, so <laughs> right. Shout out to Ruby Soho, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know. Ever since she's arrived to freaking AEW, that's another freaking, you know, wrestler on this freaking company that's just underutilized. You know, that's, like until a- until Soraya came over, like she was my, you know, I, I was most excited for her coming over. Like I really, and I know she yeah. got injured, and you know, so that that set her back for sure. But yeah, definitely glad to see her back on a on a dynamite. Yeah, and no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, this match time was nine minutes with Tony Storm. Uh, Tony Storm, she was selling a nose, like a nose injury. It looked like she injured her nose, like her face. And uh, Soho kind of looked concerned because, you know, like Soho deep down, like she's a sweetheart, right? I say the same thing about it here, <laughs> even though like, you know, she's cool. She's badass. She's got the the tats and all that stuff, man. But, you know, did you see the way she bled a, the week before she, oh. she bled? I did see that. Yeah, I did. Oh. I can't see it. But again, you know, let's just put it on Rampage for no one to see it. <laughs> again. Yeah. But yeah, no, but listen, man. Yeah, I mean, we know how good Ruby Soho is, man. And that's why. You know, and listen, and I'll and I'll get to that uh, when we we end the show, man, because there's a there is a lot I want to say about Ruby Soho, but we'll we'll get to her when we go to right the match. But but yeah, man. So uh, Tony, uh, yeah, she kind of just suckers her in. She's she's like selling the nose injury. Soho's like kind of looking concerned. She suckers her in. She kind of throws her into the second rope during this match, and then hits a spinning DDT. Uh, Ruby Soho kicks out at two, and then DMD uh, Britt Baker, uh, her music hits in this match. Uh, gets a nice pop from Lexington. Um, and then Tony Storm is like, she's distracted by the music. Um, she's like, distracted, like, what? Bit Bray Baker, I thought she was injured. What's going on? Um, Ruby Soho takes advantage and picks up the W. It looked like a Sister Abigail type of finish. I don't even know what the yeah. finish is called. Mm-hmm. It looked like pretty much looked like a oh, Sister Oh, you know, Abigail. it's uh, they What's called it, called? it a. A destination unknown. That's that's what they call it. Oh yeah, just like in her theme song. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Brian, I, I don't know what to make. I mean, 
to me, I mean, now, I mean, listen, we know that Tony Storm and, and Soraya are now heels, right? They mm -hmm. pretty much made that clear. So is Britt Baker, was this like a, a way to cost Tony Storm the match? And was, so was this like a, are we seeing a, a, a baby face Britt Baker here? Because I think that's exactly that's what the, it is. Yeah. If that's the case, man. I don't know how I feel about that because I think Britt Baker, to me, Brian, is is the ultimate type of heel. And I think she's been killing that heel gimmick tremendously, man. And I, listen, you have, like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, again, if the plan was to have Soraya and, and Tony Storm, why, first of all, why are they attached at the hip? We didn't even see, see Soraya this week. Mm -hmm. um, but again, if, if it was for her to have her be a heel... Why did she debut as a face? And now she's in here as a heel. Now you're forcing Britt Baker to turn face. To me, Brian, this is just a just a clusterfuck. It really, it really is. Um, I just don't, you know, Britt Baker to me is like a is her character, you know, the DMD, that like cocky, arrogant type of type of bitch, right? You know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for right? sure. It's a, to me, like she kind of pulls it. And now I'm not saying that she can't pull off a babyface character. I believe when she first started in AEW, I think she was a babyface until she finally made mm -hmm. uh she cut a promo where she finally turned heel. Um I believe like what three years ago? I've pretty much ever since like AEW really got into, into Real, yeah yeah yep. Um but yeah it's just I don't know man it's just the way that they have the way that they just suddenly made this heel turn with Tony and Soraya, it's just, it's just odd. Like mm -hmm. why all of a sudden they're just heels. They haven't been, she like Soraya page, right? I'm just going to call her page. Cause I just feel like I botch her name every two seconds. <laughs> she like, she just debuted. It's been, I would say about a month now. I'd say it's been a little, little over a month, right? It's not that long still. No, yeah. I don't think not, it's even been two months, about a month and a half. I'll even, I'll say a month and a half. And here she is. She's already a heel. To me, Brian, that tells me right there, they don't know what to do with her. If they are just constantly, yeah, we've seen enough, this a yeah. lot in WWE, like the big show, right? I, I named like the big show. I, I I believe I said this last week in, in last week's review, how he always constantly turns face, heel, face, heel, like every other like three months. And it's just yeah, like, okay, yeah. like, what are you, bro? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's just that that to me, like when when somebody and we see it with Charlotte Flair a lot, we, you know, when Charlotte Flair tries to get over, they constantly have turned her heel face because, well, a she can't get over. She's with not the sustaining crowd. it. She yeah. can't naturally get over with the crowd. And secondly, they don't know what to do with her either. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's what I feel like they're doing with Soraya here is just the fact that now that she's already a heel, not even not even two months in her AEW career. And she's attached to the hip to Tony Storm. Like, come on, man. It's just, there's nothing. Again, I, I talk about this all the time. Is this getting me invested into next week? It's not. I'm sorry, man. It's really not. I like, I want to like these women. I like Ruby Soho a lot. Um, you know, and I like Tony Storm. I'm not that high on Tony Storm, but I like Tony Storm. I could see why people mm -hmm. like her. And I'm high on Soraya, but again, it's I'm not gonna bull I'm not gonna sit up here, guys, and bullshit you. I I'm just I'm not to sit here and just say that this was a great match and oh, I'm excited to see Britt Baker as a face and you know Soraya and, and Tony Storm are gonna be great heels. I, I can't say that. I can't because what like and what makes me what makes me you know what makes me you know feel like that 
going in this direction is the best way. You know what I mean? And, and that's just, and to me, it makes, I don't want to say it doesn't make any sense. It's just odd. So, uh, Brian, your thoughts. Fair enough. I'm, I'm going to go the the opposite direction as you see. I, I like the, the turn. Um, it, I, I felt even in last night's match, like Tony Storm as a face, uh, you know, I was lukewarm with her. She was okay. But as a heel, I, I like her as a heel. Um, obviously, we've seen Soraya slash Paige as a heel before. I, I love her as a heel too. So, yeah. and I, 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 don't, I don't mean I don't mean ahead. to cut you off, but just yeah. and listen. And I, and I totally agree. Like baby face Tony Storm, I I completely agree. It's her heel gimmick. Even in NXT, I think she showed a glimmer of it in NXT when she was in WWE. Like that, I don't mind her as a heel. It's just first of all, why is she attached at the hip to Soraya to Soraya mm-hmm. or Soraya? Yeah. Excuse me, Soraya. Yeah, and. Why and the moment didn't feel special, it didn't, right? When, yeah. when you think of a heel turn, right? You think of a turn like something, like oh my god, like what just happened? It's like leaving you, like your jaws on the floor. Like we talk about, remember the shield? I still remember the shield oh, yeah. turn with Seth Rollins. Like, are you gonna remember this heel turn like months from now? No. The answer's no, and th- that's what I mean, Brian. Like not trying to be harsh, but that's yeah. just where I'm coming from. So yeah, no, I, I feel like maybe maybe they thought they maybe made a mistake you know having Soraya come back as a as a face you know with the turn so quickly which you know maybe they did maybe they didn't um but as as far as as far as the t- you know I, I don't yeah it was a lackluster way they turned and even with with Brit you know her coming out here now which you know just kind of causing a match isn't you know, it's still like there's a gray area. Like, is she turning? Is she not? I I think she is. Um, but I I think like I want to see Britt and Jamie Hader uh, turn face, and you know now you got Storm and Soraya uh, as heels. Um, so yeah, you know, it could it could it have been executed better? Yeah, for sure. But I don't mind the the turn so much. I'm I'm actually I I look forward to it. I want to see. And I, I think some of the best, well, I don't, well, yeah, I guess some of the best, some of the best heels all time, like the best heels are also the best baby faces and, and vice versa. You know, they can, they can go back and forth. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm here, here for the turn. Um, as far as the match itself. Yeah. It was an okay match. Uh, again, it started off or at least some point in the, in the match, there was another just exchange of chops in the middle, you know, the, the same spot in every match. And here's just a, a little funny thing I have. And you see uh, men and women both do it. Um, so there was a point in the match where like Soho's on the apron outside the ring, Storm hits the ropes on the other side and comes through and Sh- Tony Schiavone is always going to call it a hip attack. It's an ass attack, <laughs> right? That's what it is. Men and women both do it. You know, you see them do it in the turnbuckles or on, on the ropes. You know, they come in and kind of turn their bodies and basically just hit them with their ass, you know, forcefully. Um, so, yeah, I just think the just to hear Tony Schiavone constantly calling it a hip attack and other everybody does it, I guess. They all call it a hip attack because they can't call it an ass attack, I guess. But that's what it is. That's what the move is. Um, so I just think that's kind of silly. Um, but yeah, you know, Soho for the win with the uh, Destination Unknown. A good win for her. I'm I'm happy she's back. And 
yeah, she's one I want to see more of. Um, I, I want to see more of Tony Storm as a heel. So overall, I'm okay with it, you know, to be honest. I, I like who's being positioned as, as faces and who's being positioned as heel. I, I kind of like it right now. Yeah, no, and listen, I, I totally uh, I totally hear where you're coming from, absolutely. And, and there's there's definitely potential. There's no doubt in my mind. But the execution definitely has to be better. It's, and that's you the know, execution. And guess yeah. what? I don't trust Tony Khan. Like, fair enough. I don't trust yeah. that he's going yeah. to deliver. What makes me think that he's going to deliver this feud? Because he doesn't mm-hmm. book his women any better than, than what WWE does over in WWE. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, obviously outside of maybe people like Bianca Belair and uh, – um, you know, Charlotte Flair, <laughs> you know, like who, yeah. like what's making you believe that they're going to actually deliver this? And that's just where I'm coming from. Yes. Does it have potential? Obviously it does. Right. I mean, these are talented women. Um, and, 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 and listen, you have this heel turn for storm, but yet here she also is losing a match. Now I understand the distraction. I get it. But again, you know, you have this heel turn for storm right you, you want to build momentum with her right and here she is taking a loss for what reason i understand again i guys i understand the distraction now it's like oh well she was distracted right i mean guys like i understand but there is a million different ways that you can build tony storm up as a heel and mm-hmm. not make her just lose simplistically in under 10 minutes in the middle of the ring sure and that's just where i'm coming from so but anyway, yep. we move on, man. We go into a backstage segment with MJF. Um, nothing much to say here, but yes, it was a decent two-minute promo. MJF, you guys know how much we appreciate MJF and his work when he cuts promos, man. So this was no different uh, what MJF cut here, man. You know, he talks about calling out uh, Tekashita. Sorry, Tekashita. <laughs> <laughs> and he calls out Danielson. He's like, listen, man, you know, you know, listen, man, you're trying to take something that's near and dear to me, and that's the world championship, and I can't allow that. I can't allow that to happen. He's like, listen, man, like, you know, you know, he's like, you're trying to take everything away from me that I've earned, and for what, man? You know, you got a family, right? You got a nice family. You know, you got a Hall of Fame career. Like, what do you need to take this freaking glory away from me for? I thought right. that was kind of funny. And he's like, listen, man, he's like, listen, my, what does he say? Like, this belt, he kind of he references the belt a lot. Um, and he's like, yeah, man, this belt turns my catchphrase into a fact. You know, he said bad things happen when people mess with MJF and he continues to do a shtick. You know, I can go on and on about how MJF is just dominant on the microphone. Again, mm-hmm. he's a guy, another guy, like I talk about Bray Wyatt all the time that doesn't need to, re- that really doesn't need to wrestle until he needs to like on a right. pay-per-view stage, how they go about the, the storyline is obviously a different story, but anyway, he ends up talking about an open challenge uh, for anybody, for any AEW wrestler or for any, I think any wrestler for that matter, uh, to face Brian Danielson next week. And that person is Timothy Thatcher. Um, if you guys don't know who that who? dude is, I don't blame you for not knowing who he is. But to refresh your memory, uh, yeah. he was a former NXT talent from WWE. And I, I don't even know who he, who does he wrestle for, Brian? What company? Uh, is it NOAH? I guess it's a it's another Japanese company. Okay, is, that's I think it's about, NOAH or yeah. NOHA or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he'll he'll be facing, and they made it official. They hyped up like a little video package of him and his matches, and how vicious he is, and how he can snap limbs and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and he fa- yeah he'll be facing Brian Danielson uh, next week. Timothy Thatcher versus Brian Danielson. Um, right. 
Brian, just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, MGF obviously gold on the mic always. I will say I did it. So one of his first lines, uh, I'll give it to him: staying in heel character and, and trying to trying to get that heel heat. Um, but he says, uh, "I I'm not the first Jew to hide from a man with blue eyes," which I felt was. Man, you're crossing a little a line there. I, I don't think you necessarily had to go there. That was that was. Did he mention? Huh. Did he mention somebody about someone looking like Ellen DeGeneres on meth? So yeah, so he and <laughs> so he was talking about um, uh, Regal, uh, William Regal. Yeah, oh, that William was the, the other. Okay, so yeah, I was like, wait, what? Because it happened so brief when I was taking notes. I was like, right, right. Like, what did he just say? So yeah, that that was a pretty uh, funny one where yeah, he was saying uh, Regal looked like Ellen Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres on meth. That's freaking hysterical. <laughs> oh my. So Lord. again, gold on the mic. Um, but yeah, setting up this match with Timothy Thatcher, who I guess is sort of like a technician, submission specialist kind of guy. Um, Again, another type of match for Danielson, you know, after just coming off this one with Cage. But, you know, it's and no disrespect to Timothy Thatcher, you know, really not intended, but I have no idea who this guy is or why I want to see him in a match with Brian Danielson. You know, I, I don't. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I guess, you know, we'll get that match next week and. Danielson will win that match and uh we'll see and who the next opponent the is. <laughs> we just repeat right. the cycle. Yeah. Tony yeah. Khan booking 101, baby. Just gotta yep. love it. All right, guys. Let's move on to the main event. All right. So before we get into that, man, I do have an update um about uh Jay Briscoe and his daughter since uh -huh. the, the main event yeah, yeah. involved Mark Briscoe. This the main event was Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. Uh, but yeah, this is the update right here, guys. Uh, this was updated about uh, uh, two days ago, yesterday or two days ago. This was two days ago, yes. Um, stating that uh, his 12-year-old daughter, Gracie, has um, she's regained feeling in both of her knees. You know, she is she is one of the daughters that is still in care right now. Mm -hmm. um, she went under surgery last Thursday, of course, when the accident happened. But yeah, she's still working to improve her, her physicality. She's with occupational therapists trying to get some strength back into her knees as as far yeah. as her uh his nine-year-old um she was removed or feeling or feeding tubes was removed saturday and she's now able to eat and drink and stuff like that um she said uh she would be much happier after that with the help of a physical occupation therapist um so yeah both of them are okay. so both of them are still care. in the hospital then okay gotcha yeah so that that's what it seems like to uh to me but um let me well, see. Prayers out yeah. to them and and you know continued recovery for sure. Yeah, they, they and all the much... all the healthcare healthcare workers were working with them too. I'm in that that line of work myself. Yeah. Um. So again, just uh, you know, thank you yeah. to all the healthcare workers helping them, and uh, yeah, just pray for recovery for both yeah, of those absolutely. girls. So at, so as of right now, it seems like that they're both working with therapists right now at the moment. Like I said, one of them is kind of dealing with like knee injuries. The other person, they'll just um uh or her nine his nine-year-old uh daughter's been removed with a feeding tube she's been having to use a feeding yeah. tube. can you freaking imagine that dude that's um, i see it every day yeah, yeah i mean it's 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 tough shit absolutely man yeah so she, that feeding tube was removed and she's now in in occupational therapy so they're pretty much you know still being cared for but it seems like there's slowly progress being made you know like i said with the 
the knee injuries from the 12 year old mm-hmm. daughter, you know, she's getting her uh, feelings back into her knees. You know, the quote is slowly improving. So they're slowly improving in the, in the recovery process there. And like I said, guys, if there's any more updates with that, of course, we will update you guys as soon as we can and try to get sure. you guys all the facts <clears throat> in regards to that situation. So, all right, guys, let's get into the main events. This was Mark Briscoe. Yes. Mark Briscoe, a Briscoe brother mm-hmm. on AW television. Uh, faced off against Jay Lethal. Uh, Match time was under that 13-minute mark. Again, very, very emotional just throughout the entire... You you felt it through the... From as soon as uh, Jay Lethal stepped out onto the the stage, he's already Mm -hmm. crying. He's already emotional walking to the ring. Uh, We know the ties with Lethal and the Briscoe brothers and, of course, his time in ROH. So you knew that Lethal was going to have, you know a deeper feel, a deeper connection more than anybody on that AEW roster. Um, Mark Briscoe comes out. He gets a nice little, nice little pop, nothing too crazy, but a nice little pop from the Lexington crowd holding mm-hmm. up both the ROH tag team title. Belts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah. And, and then, like I said, man, very emotional from begin from start to finish. Um, and then, like I said, the match was good, you know, listen, you know, this was kind of, you know, this was obviously more than just than wrestling. Obviously this, this was something mm-hmm. just deeper than that, than a storyline yeah. and all that other stuff. Um, and yeah, the only more intriguing thing, it, it sucks that I have to say that in, in regards to this certain in this certain situation. But um, listen, that the you know, people, you know, having the ROH uh, commentators on there, they, they made it. That was a nice special, touch. Yeah, nice little nice little touch there since they are ROH legends and stuff. Yep. Uh, Mark Briscoe, he delivered an elbow drop from the top rope onto the table from the outside. A nice little spot there. Um, and yeah, Briscoe, when it's all said and done, uh, through this match, he wins via the J driller for the win, man. And he speaks into the, into the camera after the match. He's like, Jamie boy, I love you. I love you, man. And I know a lot of Mm -hmm. people, man, they were like, I'm not crying, man. You're crying. Stop, stop. (laughs) You know, (laughs) very, like I said, man, very, um, very emotional moment, man. I'm sure you can, you know, Mark Briscoe has definitely been more. Um, I don't know how active he is on social media and all that stuff, but I'm, you know, he's definitely been the more silent one as a, as opposed to everybody else. True. In regards yeah. to this situation. So I'm, so I'm sure, you know, being his tag partner and being his travel partner, I'm sure he's feeling it more than anybody, honestly, outside of his family and loved ones. But yeah, I mean, the locker room and en- uh, uh, exits, um, you know, they enter the stage and they're all clapping, showing respect and Mark Briscoe, man, they got the, the, um, the, um, uh, what do you call it? The uh, graphic, the image of Jay Br- yeah. graphic, the Jay uh, Jay Briscoe graphic on this on the Titan Tron, and mm-hmm. yeah, man, he's Mark Briscoe standing tall, holding up both titles, and and we go off the air, man, with everybody else clapping and showing respect. Jay Lethal's still freaking crying, man. It's crazy, but yeah, and that yeah. is that was AEW Dynamite, man. So look, man, you know, like I I mentioned at the top of the hour, and Brian, I'm gonna send this off to you because there's nothing much less I need to say about it. We all know mm-hmm. how I feel about this situation, but it, again, it just sucks the fact that we finally have a finally have a Briscoe on a AW, you know, television show or any global television show for that matter. But it again, it had to just come to a a tragic moment like this, and in, in regards to this situation, and to me, it's just. It's just really disappointing um, that, you know, we're never really going to see that tag team compete ever again. I mean, yeah, this is a team yeah. that was still was still doing, you know, still in, the, in their prime. prime of their career. I mean, I think what Jay Briscoe was, what, 38, 39 38. years old. And, I mean, and still, Mark's a uh, year or two young younger enough to, to continue yeah. to go at it for the next five to five or so years. So, yeah. 
just really disappointing that it had to come to this man again. Uh, prop, I do give props to Tony Khan for, you know, at least giving us that tribute, at least giving us, you know, writing his wrongs from last week that I ripped him, you know, properly for last week. Um, but yeah, man, you know, obviously this was bigger than wrestling, so I'm not going to go, I'm not going to criticize and, you know, go too deep into this. The only thing I just got to say, man, it's just, it's disappointing that we've, we've had to come to this in regards to Warner bros, just not wanting the Briscoe brothers on their, on, on, you know, AEW television or any other, you know, company, global company for that matter on wrestling television on a global stage is just it's just disappointing, man. You know, and for mm-hmm. what? For something that he said a decade ago. And, yeah. and that's just what I mean, man. And now, and now, you know, listen, you know, is is this the final time you'll see Mark Briscoe on AW television? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it remains to be seen. You know, we'll see what the situation moves on from there. But uh, from what I heard, I believe he now, Mark Briscoe is allowed to at least show up on t- WWE television. I don't know. Or, I'm oh, sorry, AW, AW. television. Yeah. Um, for for that matter, I'm not sure if it, it can be on a regular basis or not. But now he is officially allowed that say uh, to be mm-hmm. on tel- on television. That's where I give props to Tony Khan for at least trying to fight for something here. But but yeah, man, those are my thoughts, man. Um, you know, nice wholesome moment, nice little tribute, cool moment. But at the end of the day, just very disappointing in uh, in regards to the reality of the situation. Uh, Brian, before we before we sign off, man, your thoughts. Sure. Uh, so, so let me start off with this. Um, you know, it, since the beginning of wrestling, and it'll be here, you know, and until f- forever, I guess. Right there, there's the the stigma. You know, <laughs> wrestling's fake, and you know, it's it's silly and whatever. And so, nah, I hope I'm not breaking it to anybody, but like, so is every movie and TV show you've ever ever watched <laughs> ever. Um, even reality TV, it's fake. Um, and if you if you were had the the privilege to watch this match uh, last last night, that was the realest thing you would have seen on TV this week. That that match, that emotion. Um, so while yes, it's scripted and it's television and it's entertainment, you will get some of the realest moments. Um, just in that in that type of arena and that type of storytelling um in a totally different way what we saw on monday night uh between uh bray and taker that was a real moment you know between them two but also for the larger wrestling world in general you know it was just uh it was real um so going into the match again as soon as jay comes down the ramp you can see he's already crying and Yep, I teared up as well, uh, you know, for sure. Um, I thought the match was great. You Going back to something you said, um, I think you were talking when you were talking about the uh, the uh, Ricky Starks, you know, Jericho tag match. Um, I think they did a, in this match too as well. They did an excellent job of slowing it down when it needs to be slowed down, right? Mm-hmm. The, it was fantastic you know not everything has to be 100 miles an hour slow it down let it breathe tell the story um so yeah i i thought and it was never in a question of course you know jay lethal was going to perform and so was mark um just kudos to both of those men um you know especially for mark being his real life brother uh it, it couldn't have been easy going out there 
even though it's second nature to them and this is what they do it's still it's it's heavy it's filled with emotions so great job by both guys i thought it was a nice touch having the ring of ring of honor announcers out there um who have obviously been up and down the road with the briscoes um yeah uh let me see a couple other things i had here um <laughs> so it, it's been a, a feature in with mark and, and the briscoes in general but i always find it entertaining the the redneck kung fu that they do in their matches it's just entertaining as shit man um and then some of the sound effects they like both of them do, but like they'll do moves and it'd be like, you know, it's just, it's funny. It's different. Nobody, I, I can't think of a, you know, anybody else that have has done things of that nature. Um, so yeah, great match, uh, real emotion, you know, uh, Mark at the end, you know, talking into the camera to his brother. I thought that was really great. And then Jay coming back up the ramp and, yeah, just going off the air with Mark holding both titles up. It, it was just, it was a feel-good moment. Um, I'm glad they had the opportunity. I'm glad it was on TV. Glad I was able to watch it. Um, you know, and unfortunately, under the circumstances, you know, I could say, but I, I, I'm really, I'll be following Mark's uh, career, you know, more closely than probably I ever would have from from this point on. I, I hate to say that, you know, that again, like we've said, you know, it took this for kind of all these circumstances to happen. Um, but yeah, just again, thoughts and prayers out to Mark and his family and who knows where Mark goes from here. You know, uh, obviously, you know, he's not going to be, or I, I guess he could be in a tag team, I, you know, but it's, it's not going to be the Briscoes. So you know, just looking forward to see where he goes and hopefully, um, you know, wh whatever decision he makes, whether he's single, whether he needs to take some time off from the business, you know, whatever it may be, just, uh, you know, hope hope he comes out the other, other end of this better. So shout out and, and pray prayers to uh, his family. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. Well said. And uh, to close things out here, um, you know, Brian, you mentioned about, you know, wrestling being fake and you know, I, I hate that word because it's not fake to them. It's not mm -hmm. fake to these wrestlers. That's why, guys, I have this platform. That's why I've built this foundation because it's not the fact that we understand the punches, the kicks, right? It's all predetermined. It's all staged, right? Or in, right. in other schmucks, they just want to just say it's just fake, like they want to be assholes, right? But wrestling is just more than just a fake just a fake mixed martial like fight or whatever a fake yeah, fight. yeah. Mm -hmm. it's 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 an art right it's it's something that these wrestlers you know day in and day out do such a tremendous you know regardless of how we feel about the character they put their their yeah. heart and their soul and their effort to try to get over with us the fans mm -hmm. and to be on the road 24 7 away from their families this is a job that's not easy and no. that's why I will never nope. call it fake because it is because it is never fake to them. And that's why I have this platform to give them the respect to be honest with them. To Absolutely. Be honest with the fans that know professional wrestling better than me, better than you, or just as better than me than you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why we have this platform because of moments like that, because we see how emotional people get when they bring up Jay Briscoe's name, because not only because he was such 
obviously we know how great of a family man he is and, and, and at, just as a person, but as the performer mm -hmm. and the in-ring worker, you can tell the connection that he had with so many people. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you know, again, these people don't have their families on the road. You know, these, they're in-ring workers, the people they work with, that's their family. Yep. Right. And that's why I will never call it fake. And that's why I will never call it a certain word because again, it's not fake to them. And I want to give them that respect back by being honest and helping them get better and make the company better, regardless of how we how we feel about a wrestler, regardless of if we like them, we don't like them. We all want to help them in a way to help professional wrestling be just as good as it was once was 10, 20, 30 years ago, man. Right. So that is why we truly have this platform, man. I feel like I don't explain that enough on these episodes, but you know, you see moments like that that you saw last night. And, you know, that's that's what that type of emotion is, you know, it's real. It's not yeah. that is real. It was hundred percent real. Like Jay Jay Lethal you, was actually in tears trying to wrestle a match. Absolutely. You know, and, and like I said, man, it's it's very real to them. You know, the magic that they create in the ring. You know, I talked about Sasha Banks back at WrestleMania and how emotional she was when she had that match with Bianca Belair because she knew mm -hmm. what they just did. They knew the yep. moment that created in that ring and it's real to them. It's not yeah. fake to them guys. And that's why I, I can't stand when people say she's, she's selfish and that she doesn't, you know, she's in for herself. All she wants to do is elevate women like Bianca Belair and elevate women's wrestling. And that's somebody like, you know, Jay Briscoe, I'm sure was the same way. And he mm -hmm. built just such an amazing connection with people. And that's what professional wrestling is about, man. It's about creating these characters and building moments that us fans are never going to forget, man. So next yep. time, guys, if you next time you guys think about, you know, not liking a wrestler and you want to call it fake and you want to call it this and that you want to disrespect professional wrestling. Well, here's a perfect example of what's really real in professional wrestling. What's not, you know, known as fake in professional wrestling, man, because like yeah. I said, it's real to them. They put their time and effort, their blood, sweat, and tears. And us as fans, it's our responsibility to give that same respect, honor to them For sure. as well by being yeah. honest, being truthful, and not bullshitting, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, we have our favorites. We have this and that. But if we're not honest, man, because if we're not honest and we're not giving our honest takes to help the company better, all we're doing is just disrespecting these wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And and that's just where I'm coming from. So yeah, guys, sure. I want to appreciate everybody um, joining for us uh, on this episode, man. I want to thank everybody tuning in, man. Already 11 episodes onto this platform, man. It's been an amazing journey so far. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, join us on Sunday. There is no review, SmackDown review this week uh, since the Royal Rumble is this weekend will be on Saturday. We will review uh, the Royal Rumble. Our first pay-per-view review will be on Sunday. So make sure you guys stay notified and stay tuned for that, man. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun, man. I can't I'm express my excitement it, about this review, man. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, again, breaking it down segment by segment, man. But again, yep. it's going to be a special type of a special type of episode um for uh for this royal rumble review man so make sure you guys stay tuned man yeah i haven't yeah, been man, looking but... forward sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i no, haven't been looking ahead. forward to a pay-per-view the way i'm looking forward to this one in a while so 
Yeah, it, it should be good, man. Ho hopefully it delivers. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Like I said, we'll talk all about it, man. We're yep. going to save all of our eggs in that one basket. So we're going to, you know, it's talk about it all segment by segment, the way we know, the only way we know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, man. So make sure you guys stay tuned uh, for all that, man. But yeah, man, that is going to do it for this episode. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are signing off saying salute, peace out, and take care, everybody. Peace out.